Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, and we're pleased to have with us today Attorney Jay Tettinger from the Tettinger Law Firm, PA in Egan, Minnesota. Jay has over 30 years of litigation and legal experience. He is licensed to practice in Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska, as well as in the Federal District Courts of Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska, and the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. Jay has a farming background that makes him uniquely qualified to handle farm cases involving property crops, livestock, and animal injuries, as well as machinery injuries. He also defends automobile, general liability, and construction claims, and he is a member of the Minnesota Defense Lawyers Association. Uh, we're very pleased to have you with us this morning, Jay. Thank you, and I'm pleased to be with you. On December 13th of 2011, the National Transportation Safety Board recommended a nationwide ban on texting and talking on cell phones while driving. Various states have enacted laws that prohibit these activities, and the federal government has also instituted specific guidelines for employees that prohibit texting. Liability for accidents is a growing concern for insurers in general. And our first question is, should insurance companies refuse to pay claims for accidents caused by texting and talking on cell phones? And uh, the simple answer, uh, based on my experience at Tenniger Law Firm, is no. And the reason being is insurance is a contract between the insurer and the insured. They're purchasing a contract for coverage for a negligent act. And texting and driving and talking on a cell phone generally would be considered a uh, negligent act. There are exclusions in policies that apply to intentional acts, but to establish that, you have to show that there was an intent to cause an injury. Exclusions are designed to deny coverage, but I don't think it would generally apply to a cell phone or texting situation unless you could show through some method, through the facts, that there was um, an intent to cause injury to a person. That's the key. Foreseeable injury does not mean that it's an intentional act. So I don't think insurance companies by public policy are going to be permitted to put an exclusion in the um, policy to eliminate cell phone or texting as a basis to avoid paying coverage on a claim because it's not unlike drunk driving or distracted driving or inattentive driving. And so I think uh, liability is a little different than coverage, and that's what we're talking about there is that you're not going to avoid liability by um, refusing to pay the claim because of the contract. You're going to be in breach of contract if you don't. Now, Jay, do insurers have a duty to protect third-party victims? Certainly do by contract under your coverage. Uh, That's what an insurance company is agreeing to pay for when an insurer purchases a policy from an insurance company. They um, are paying for something that is an accident, which by definition means that they were negligent in operating their automobile or their vehicle, whatever, if it's an over-the-road truck or if it's a personal automobile or a company automobile. The uh, insured is expected to uh, receive coverage for that as long as it's a negligent act and it's not an excluded because it's an intentional act. And so if you're texting or driving, certainly I think, third party that is injured because somebody is texting and driving or talking on the cell phone would expect that they're going to be covered under that scenario because it's a negligent act, it's an accident. And so I think 
based on my experience in handling cases for liability claims, I would expect that the insurance company would provide coverage as they're in a better position to minimize the risk. The insurance company is in a good position to minimize that based on the fact that they can spread it out across their uh, insured base. They should do a good job of underwriting that and should take that into account. And so that's why I think they need to pay for third-party victims. Now, can you tell us a bit about the Minnesota law specifically on the use of cell phones uh, while driving and how that uh, law compares to other states? Okay, well, first of all, I'll tell you that uh, there are 30 states that prohibit or ban texting while driving in its entirety. And then there are, um, I believe, 10 states that ban cell phone usage. And Minnesota initially passed its cell phone usage for people that are provisional drivers or learner permits for the first 12 months of they have a learner's permit. That's the Minnesota statute. And that was passed in 2006. And in 2008, Minnesota passed the texting ban that applies to all drivers. And also, Minnesota prohibits the use of cell phones by school bus drivers. Now, it doesn't talk about commercial vehicles such as over-the-road trucks or delivery trucks that deliver produce or products in your neighborhood every day, but it does for school bus drivers. I think the state should have went a little further. It should have went to all commercial vehicles should be banned, but uh, they haven't done that. As far as the state, it is a primary offense, which is significant for texting because that means that the police officer or a state trooper observing a person that they believe is texting can be stopped, and they don't have to have other bases for probable cause to stop that person. And uh, as far as texting, it seems to be somewhat spread across the nation from east or west to east and kind of goes through the heart of the uh, Midwest. But the states that uh, have no band, uh, for example, is Montana, South Dakota, and, and Idaho, states that are very widespread out and do not have a dense population. And then there's a couple states that have a partial band. They're in the southern part of the United States, but for the most part, it seems to be pretty uh, evenly spread across the United States, and it seems to be most of them have it as a primary offense, and so that's how they seem to compare. But Minnesota, I think overall, does a pretty good job uh, in policing that. Now, in cases where company vehicles are used, should employers be held accountable for accidents caused by employees who text or use handheld cell phones while driving? Well, the answer is, they're, under Minnesota law, in my experience, uh, they're going to be held liable because of the fact that we have a statute that's applicable to that type of situation. It's uh, under vicarious liability. If you, as an employer, own a vehicle and you allow or make it available for your employee that employee is driving and talking on the phone or texting and causes an accident, the employer is going to be held liable. There are arguments that the employer can bring up, but generally those arguments are going to have to show that the employee uh, went outside of the express instruction of the employer, or maybe there's a manual in which the employee handbook employee manual, those type of things are going to talk about what you should do when you're operating a company vehicle, no texting, no uh, talking on the phone, 
those type of things. If you are, you have to stop. You can't continue to drive. But if you're going down the road and you may deviate from the employer's normal route, for example, if you're a delivery person operating a vehicle, operating a truck, you're still going to be liable. Generally, those type of questions become jury questions, and a jury is allowed to decide whether the employee deviated substantially from an express instruction on the use of a cell phone or use of a text, a phone for texting or a mobile device for texting. So I think employers also need to make sure that their employees are well trained in these areas, periodically have meetings with them, and alert them to the fact that if you violate this manual or violate our company policy and rules on texting and talking on the phone, it's a grounds for immediate termination. And that's how employers can protect themselves, and that's how they should protect themselves. Now, Jay, what should public policy be on the use of texting and talking on cell phones? Uh, do you think we'll eventually see any national guidelines for this? Well, first of all, I think education is the best public policy we can have. And so I don't think we're going to see a national public policy that prohibits the use of cell phones in an automobile or texting in an automobile, although the latter may be something that could occur because of the severity of uh, or the inattentiveness of a person when they're texting. That might be a little different situation. But the use of the cell phone, I think, is pretty well embedded in our society at this point in time and will remain in our society. I think the best policy is to have education. And it's not unlike uh, having a campaign when we uh, try to eliminate smoking or we try to instruct people to use seatbelts. Those seem to have been pretty successful. And I think that's the better public policy is to educate people. And in my experience, those are more likely to occur. I think also that punitive damages, insurance companies through the uh, public announcements, the insurance company itself can send out mailings to its insureds by explaining to them that if you are driving your vehicle and the plaintiff's attorney finds out that they're using a cell phone in the operation of that vehicle or texting, they may be able to, at least in Minnesota, bring a motion to add punitive damages. So that's another somewhat, I guess that would be another uh, public policy in the sense that you can alert insurers that you're going to be responsible for those damages. You might have liability coverage for some of it, but punitive damages, if they're assessed, is something that the individual is going to have to pay, at least in Minnesota. And so I believe that a national public policy probably is not going to occur uh, banning the use of cell phones, possibly on texting. But other than that, I don't believe that will occur. Just for information, I guess, you've already mentioned President Obama's uh, executive order. And then I think in uh, October of 2010, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration enacted a ban that prohibits commercial vehicle drivers from texting while driving. I think that type of public policy is very good because over-the-road truckers and even uh, local truckers should not be texting. Cell phone use, uh, you see that, but that at least they're a little more attentive. But when you're texting, you're removing your hands from the wheel and you're very distracted. So I think those type of bans, public policy bans, are very good. 
And then as recently as February of 2012, the Transportation Secretary, uh, Ray LaHood, proposed voluntary steps for automakers to disable in-vehicle electronic devices that would include text messaging, Internet browsing, and access to social media. I think those type of public policy statements by our federal and state officials are very beneficial and will carry the day for the insurance companies as well. So insurers, uh, as I've indicated, should be sending out information with their policies to their insureds because I think those type of things will also educate the insured on what they should be doing and not doing when driving an automobile. That's terrific. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jay. Well, thank you, and goodbye. That was Jay Tettinger from the Tettinger Law Firm, PA, in Egan, Minnesota. Special thanks today to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for your future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about BEST's directory of recommended insurance attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 